episode 43 of Beers, Business, and Balls, as always, presented by Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Man, do we have a fun crossover 401 episode for you all today. Small state big takes available on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast is here with us. We've got Mike Gilligan and Oliver Martell. Um, what a phenomenal way to start off the, uh, the segue into, into college basketball, Will. Yeah, no, really excited. Appreciate these guys coming on. Um, a little Rhode Island collaboration is always awesome. Uh, love their name too, Small State Big Takes. Uh, you know, people are definitely sleeping on Rhode Island as a whole. So it's awesome to uh, promote other Rhode Island podcasts. But yeah, I mean, it is March. It would be a disservice not to open up March with some college basketball. Uh, happy to start your, your Friday off with some hot takes and uh, some, some CBB as well. So all right, let's dive into it. Small state, big takes. Uh, as in their Spotify bio, dishing out the biggest takes from the 401. We'll start with at Big Gilly, Mike Gilligan in Philly. What's going on, man? Not much. Thank you for having us. No, we're, we're excited to be on. I, um, I'm glad my, my Philadelphia uh, Wi-Fi connection is, is holding on to dear life right now. Like the last ligaments of uh, Dikembe Mutombo's uh, <laughs> legs when he was in Philly. Um, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to trying to think of a good, appropriate big take for, uh, for our situation here. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers to our potential picks in what we're going to do later. Okay. Um, but you know what? Here's a, here's a big take. Not that many college basketball seniors are going to come back next year. That's because this is one of those, they have the option to come back. Um, Fats Russell from Rhode Island, you or I actually pretty much said as much today that he's not going to come back despite having the option. Um, So I I think that's going to happen more often than you'd expect just because I don't know, it's, you kind of run your course, you know, four years of the school, but um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a little take for you. I like that. You see it with, you see the total opposite with a lot of smaller Northeast schools up here. I know, you know, the NEC, the Mac schools are pretty much bringing every senior back. Interesting stuff. Let's go to Oliver now taking this right from your Twitter bio, Oliver glue guy of the show, self-proclaimed blue guy. Um, oh, not self-proclaimed. Oh, not self-proclaimed. Okay. Tell us more. Wait, he's got a pretty good, yeah. He's got a pretty good story with that. <laughs> yeah. So we had, um, we had the Cespedes barbecue guys on a few weeks ago and they had uh, a little synopsis for everybody by the end, you know, a little takeaway on all four of us. And yet they, they proclaim me as the glue guy for the podcast without me. <laughs> There is no, Who knows there's where no small SSPP state big case. would be without Oliver. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. The glue guy. So I like that a lot. And then one of one of our friends that listens pretty regularly said that should be in your Twitter bio. And I said, you know what? You're you're goddamn right. It should. I'm glad I called you the self-proclaimed glue guy because I just would have assumed at that point. Love it. You're a David Price a- loyalist. You're also part of the yeah. Winston Bishop fan club. Um, yeah, welcome to the yeah. show, Oliver. Thanks. What's your big take? Thank you. Um, you know, I got flack from this, especially from Gilly, but I tweeted it out the other day. It might have been yesterday, but the bottom part of the muffin is better than the top part of the muffin. That's my big take for, for you. Wow. Crazy. Uh, I don't know. Oh wow. What kind, kind of, of <laughs> kind of outrageous, kind of outrageous. I know, and I know I'm in the minority, but man, every time I get to the bottom part of a muffin, I'm like, oh my God, it's like I'm eating a cake for breakfast. It's so good. 
kind of muffins are you eating that like the top is that inside i mean the bottom is always the same the tops are what's different (laughs) whoa whoa i i i don't know i what kind of muffins yeah i guess okay my favorite muffin ever is coffee cake coffee cake muffins which again the top though oh oh, it's it's so good but when i get to the bottom like oh my god lemon (laughs) poppy seed is another one but i like poppy seed is a muffin where the whole thing kind of is like a bottom part of a muffin. Yeah, but then the bottom crumbles though at the end of it. That's the dif- difficulty of a, a lemon poppy seed in particular. I feel and like there's a like, and there's I'm, a reason they sell muffin tops and not muffin bottoms because they just call okay, them. We're not we're not <laughs> living in Seinfeld. No no place actually sells muffin tops alone. That's you know myth. what I will say this. Oliver's an ideal person to share a muffin with. I'll give him that. Yeah. You know what? We can split a muffin anytime, Oliver. I'm down. True. <laughs> you know? I'm so with it's it. Not a, it's not a bad take in that so, sense. So here's a weird question. If you're sharing a muffin with Oliver, do you just literally <laughs> cut off the bottom and give it to him and you eat the top? I feel like that's the logical it. way. I would now. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm with yeah. it. I'll take it. Look it weird. <laughs> so you, you just want the cake with no flavoring, basically. If you're if a someone's sharing a muffin with you and you had to pick the the sides, you would take the bottom. I'll take the bottom, yeah, for sure. Wow. That's crazy. And that's it our show. Crazy. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to your your big take. Uh, my big take. I mean, I I wanted to you know I had a couple in my mind because I wanted to you know gauge what our our you know our people joining us were going to say. We have something about college basketball. And we have something about muffins. So two <laughs> polar opposites. Um, I guess I'll address football. I guess the biggest news right now is Russell Wilson is interested in uh, maybe testing the trade market. He's not too happy with Seattle. I'm going to say that's going to be a huge regret for him. Uh, The grass isn't always greener on the other side. The four teams he wants to go to are either the Raiders, promising weapons, but not really anything solidified. The Bears, you know, He's, he claims they have a you know an emerging offensive line and Matt Nagy's a good coach, but I think that's the complete opposite. And then the Cowboys, who has the weapons, but you know you're being under the ownership of Jerry Jones, so no one really enjoys that. I think his situation in Seattle is great. They have the opportunity to win. They're always in the playoffs. Why leave that? Fair. What about Pete Carroll? Are you hmm. like? Is it is the town too big enough for the both of them? Is that the, the situation? Or is it like, oh, no, we can just coexist still? And I mean, like, the, it, it could be too big for both of them. But if if you're Seattle and you are you have to choose between one or the other, I'm going with Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to get that MVP caliber quarterback at now nowadays. You know, they might have one good year, but to have, you know, nine consistent and still not even at the tip of the iceberg yet. Uh, you're not going to find another guy like Russell Wilson anytime soon. True. I, I like it. I think if he was going to go, you and I were just talking about this. If he was going to go anywhere, you know, the Bears are fine. Um, I honestly think the Raiders might be best situated for him. But best I mean, situated, but you're in the same conference as that's the thing, Mahomes and now Justin Herbert with yeah. the Chargers are going to be interesting. So uh, I don't know. I still say stick it in the NFC West, but. That's why I'm, I'm sitting on a couch recording a podcast, not ripping up uh, the NFL. I why don't uh, why don't just Houston and Seattle flip QBs? Problem solved. That. Oh my God! That's it. That's it. Solve the NFL's problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bill literally. O'Brien? Did you just hop on the call, Bill O'Brien? Yeah. <laughs> 
you're gonna get like Jack Easterby in here, like yeah. taking a quick recording. Um, it solves the problems, but like Russell Wilson still gets the shit into the stick. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anyone wants to go to play in Houston right now. There's no way. Like that trade doesn't work just for whoever has to go to Houston. They'll flip out. Because <laughs> yeah, all these people absolutely. are coming up with win-win scenarios. It's like, well, the players stay in Seattle, play in Houston. <laughs> like that sucks. Yeah, he's Be got a pretty good. For what you got then. Yeah. Oh, crazy. That'll be really cool. I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes. Um, so my big take, I couldn't really think of any offhand. So naturally I crowdsourced a bunch of them. I'm like, give me your most atrocious, like crazy take. Um, so I picked the best one. I think Damian Lillard is going to request a trade to the New York Knicks. I hope not. What? He's Damian been, Lillard, he's been Portland um, guy. That has been his thing recently. I know. So here's the deal. I think uh, secretly I have this conspiracy theory that he's not happy there. And that he's just finally going to hate playing with Ennis Cantor and Robert Covington and like Derek Jones and say, yeah, I want to move somewhere where there's no point guard and just absolutely terrorize opponents in my path. Imagine Dame Lillard in the Eastern Conference. Man. And I mean, I mean the East isn't what it was like. I, don't, I think the East is pretty solid. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the, the talents improved a lot. I mean, but. Yeah. The West is still, you know, where it's at in terms of like heavy competition. Like there's the teams are getting better in the East, but the West is definitely very, you know, I guess more spread out. And, you know, Windhorse did say that there's going to be some stars that request trades to the Knicks and Damian Lillard could be that guy. I mean, you know, I, I would not hate a Damian Lillard and Mellow trade for <laughs> a ton of picks and just run it back. But yeah, the Knicks want Mellow as part of that. Let's make that well, very clear. <laughs> ironically enough, though, but it could be one of those situations where time's a flat circle and then the Knicks come into the same situation they had with Mellow, where it's like, OK, they got their star, but then they kind of lost all the pieces that made them interesting before that. Yeah. And then they kind of plateaued where it was like, yeah, we're a fun first round playoff team. We can't really do anything beyond that. Yeah. If they but... do that and they, they'll, they'll have mellow back. So who cares? Yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be so fun. Imagine that. Oh, mellow I New York. I can't even mellow. tell you who their coach is. Who the Knicks? Who's, yeah. Who's their coach? Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau. He's yeah. carving it oh up. That's why he's, he's bringing in all the former Bulls players. It's crazy. Half the roster has either played for the Bulls or played for Kentucky. It's incredible. And it works. I think Tom Thibodeau could handle, like, dealing with Carmelo and Dame. Uh, no, oh, come on. <laughs> Dame is not that dramatic. <laughs> no, he's not dramatic, but he, he can't. I don't know. He, Derek Rose carries ass. It's the only reason he is still relevant. And guess what? Guess who's a Nick now? Derek Rose. Perfect. Blossoming, yeah, yeah. hey, his 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 time in 2021 is blossoming right now. He's he's doing well. If you can't tell, we're Joe Kim Noah. Joe so. <laughs> Noah on the on the Knicks. No, no, no he, he, reti- retired. he retired. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not out yet. He retired. Yeah, he was a he was a failed a failed. Oh, Nick, you're but. Knicks fans. That's why you're preaching this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we let it spill? I think we let it spill. Man, unbiased sports podcast, mind you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go into, you know, part of what makes us us is beer. So we're going to review some beer. We're just going to talk about it. We keep it real casual here on the show. Um, we'll start so that you guys feel comfortable and we build a sense of uh, camaraderie and that you trust us, right? Everyone trust us? Not after that next segment, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, not right now. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to start with you. Any, any good beer that you drank recently? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to obviously stick to what I know right now, and it's Treehouse because we have a ton of it in our fridge. Um, haven't really had the opportunity to go out and try some new things, but uh, it's still stout season. It's still, you know, sub 40 degrees. We can still drink some good stout. So I got Moment of Clarity. Um, it's milk stout. Uh probably one of their top tiers in all of their stouts in general. It's got that coffee flavor, uh, very creamy. I mean, we've had it for now a couple of weeks in the fridge and it's, I think like the perfect time to drink it. Uh, anytime Treehouse, you know, has this huge variety of stout, you know, I try to get them all. And this one is just still top of the food chain for them. Four and a half out of five for me. Um, again, they are any beer they have. It's like, top top of the line that they, they 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 know exactly what they're doing but i have not found any other uh breweries to make a stout or porter that can beat them yeah treehouse new england staple and so you guys know we're going on the untapped scale increments of 0.25 up to five so five okay. is like you know knocked it out of the park um one is quite literally scraping the bottom of the barrel i you know what i have a question on that that take if you don't mind on a yeah. as a I'm because I'm I don't know I'm like a I'm, I'm not like a I don't know not a great uh craft beer guy per se but I I dabble a little bit here and there <laughs> stouts or stouts are something I kind of haven't gotten into and I kind of almost don't understand of like what's the situation like are you drinking a stout like after dinner is it with dinner like I just the stouts I've had I feel like were so filling I was like I don't know when to eat drink something like this that's my issue with getting into stouts and I'm yeah curious. I mean it's, it's interesting because like, I'll either, you know, I'm a, I'm a big nightcap guy. So it's either like nice, you know, glass of whiskey to call at the end of the night. Um, if I'm doing, if I'm drinking beer, if I'm doing the beers, as I was just going to say, um, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably end with a stout. I think the best way to also drink a stout, if someone you're like, if you're at a brewery and you're just ripping, um, uh, what is it? Pours. Uh, a nice sampler of them having one or two of them right there because it's like you get the taste you get the feel but you're not like you know drinking a full stout like I definitely won't go to many breweries and order just like a pint or two of stouts unless it's like hey we only make stouts and like this is what you're coming for Um, but it's definitely something like that you're not drinking like five, six, seven or of them. If you're, you know, having craft beer all day and calling it a night, probably throw up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dairy, a lot of, a lot of strong flavors. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to keep it with the treehouse theme today. I'll I'll do a live beer review. I haven't had this in a while. This is called curiosity 57. I'm going to do like a little ASMR. If you, uh, if you'll humor me here, there you go. Oh, nice. There you go. (laughs) Got a good reaction from you, Gilly. Um, this is an IPA. This is called Curiosity 57, uh, double IPA. And what I like about Treehouse beers is that they hop the shit out of them. So they put a bunch of hops in there. That's what makes them like really cloudy and, and hazy and bright. So let's take a quick sip. Very good. I gave this a four or five the last time I had it. Uh, this has been sitting in our fridge for about a year. So we'll see if it... Do you pay attention to those dates? Well. Are you, yeah, are you a, a date guy when it comes to beers? Because I, I swear by it, and it's it's a personal problem of mine. On like, I, general, but... I don't know. Are we date guys? Not really. We just kind of know when we put the shit in our well, fridge because we're like craft beer. 
problem. His beer's been in there for a year, Gilly, so I can't imagine that they're big date guys. <laughs> well, it's like, it's tough. So, like, we used to go to Treehouse probably, like, once or once a month, once every other month, and it'd be like the experience, you know. I don't know if you've ever been to Treehouse, but it's this huge, huge brewery. Um, you can only get like two pours there, so you're not like sitting there like all day drinking, um, uh, because everyone's going to pick up the cans and they like sell the cans individually and they have limits on the cans. So you go and make a day out of it because you're probably gonna wait an hour online. Um and you you see the menu before because it's very limited and you're like i'm going to take five of this and four of this and two of this you're going to get your two pours and you're going to go home now with covid like they shut down and you have to order everything online the last time i went it was like a snowy saturday 6 p.m we ordered the day before we're like oh no one's going to be there two hour wait and that was at the end of the day um it's in charlton you it's guys in, have definitely yeah. heard of treehouse right or yeah yeah so like they so like when we the last time we like the last time i picked up beers there i probably got like 30 beers because i'm like i'm probably not gonna wait here i'm not gonna come back next month to do the same thing um so but like anytime like we go we'll like either go to treehouse or any other breweries like we'll pick up beer and if we're not giving away or drinking it fast enough, it just lives in this mini fridge we have in our <laughs> living room. So some of the stuff just keeps keep getting pushed in the back, pushed in the back. And then when things get empty, we're like, oh shit, like we have this treehouse IPA that the last time we got IPAs there were last summer, you know? So literally I, I just looked in the fridge and go, oh shit, I haven't had that in a while. And it's probably about to go bad if I don't drink it. So perfect. Um, okay. I'm giving this a four, two, five, uh, very rich in flavor. I'd still say after all this time, um, yeah, you can taste, taste some good nodes of, of fruit or something. Um, yeah. Give me a four, two, five. Let's go to the small state, big takes guys. Gilly, you want to start? Sure. So, um, I, you know what? I bought this just for the occasion here. Nice. I've got yards brewing company based out oh, of Philadelphia. Sweet. They're Philadelphia pale ale. Um, nothing crazy. I was looking for some kind of, I don't know, rather, um, boring kind of just cause I don't know. I, I just wanted it to be palatable. I didn't want to drink it on during the podcast and be like, it's good. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to take a chance. Um, but no, it's, it's okay. It's a solid pale ale. Nothing crazy. I've never, I don't think I've had yards before in Philly, but, um, but no, pretty typical. I don't know. Crisp, refreshing. Um, kind of like a more of a flowery slash like golden taste than um, I, I guess a run of the mill pale ale, but um, I won't go crazy for it. I'll say it's like a 3.25. You know what I mean? Something nice. It's palatable, but I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, got to get, yeah. I don't know, two that's, more six packs to this. That's fair. It's refreshing to hear because normally we just drink like really good beer. We're like, oh yeah, shit. Like every beer's a four or five or whatever, you know? It's like yeah. people forget that most beer is like what you're drinking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> most of the beers that we all drink is, is that pretty much. Because yeah. like the days we go to like our favorite breweries and we've had the beer before and we'll get recommendations. It's like, okay, yeah. Like that's obviously like the good stuff. You want to review the good stuff. Like earlier on in our podcast, like we'd be like, scrambling around like oh let's just grab this beer like we have this let's try it and those were more like yeah it's fine i wouldn't get it again but it's fine um so now it's trying to get back into that uh rhythm of like all right let's let's be more open to all types of beers and like get some more honest and uh you know candid feedback not just be like hyping up all the the, the good ones true true and you guys how crazy you guys get like have you you know those warhead beers have you had those 
No, no, no. We've okay. heard of them though. Some who I, the Untapped yeah. guy. It uh, might have been. Yeah, yeah we had the, the founder of Untapped come on here, and oh shit, he was talking about this crazy shit. A lot of it in North Carolina, a lot of it up here, and. That was one of them, was those Warhead beers. Crazy like, topic. Two of them are very good. One of them is just like, uh, I think it was the green apple. It was like, this does not taste like beer <laughs> green apple. Like, it was just, I, I think I had to, to dump most of that one. Oh. But, uh, but no, just curious. Rest in peace. Oliver, I any know. beer that you've had recently that's, uh, that you'd like to call out? I don't drink beer often. I'm pretty picky when it comes to it. But when, when you do, you prefer Dos Equis? <laughs> Blue Moon. Ah, okay. With a blue moon, my blue moon tonight. Probably, you know, I don't have an orange peel, so it's not going to be a five tonight. But in general, <laughs> blue moon, blue moon is my favorite beer. It's my go-to. Uh, in, in generals, uh, I like ales. I don't like stouts. I think they're awful. No offense. Um, um, no they, worries. They just, no worries. They just taste like gassing up stouts. Yeah. Yeah, they just taste like dirt. IPAs taste like dirt. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I found over the, the kid likes the bottoms of muffins. That's all we needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've kind of ventured away from beer in the past couple of years, more into just like cocktails and making fruity soft drinks that taste like just bliss. But I can always go for a blue moon. So, what's your favorite scenario to have a blue moon? Is it like, you know, during the summer, out. like on the beach or is it, you know, not on a, a beach cold guy. winter's day? Like what's, what's your ideal beach, I guess, like the Corona commercials. Um, you know, if you had to be drinking this beer somewhere, where would it be? Two, two spots come to mind. Uh, just, just to cook out 4th of July cookout, give me a blue moon or uh, after a round of golf, blue moon, nice cold on tap blue moon with a nice orange peel around the rim. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing beats it. A little soggy too, soggy in a blue moon. Soggy orange. Would too. you drink like it while playing? Saturated orange. Yes, <laughs> soggy. Uh, yes. I don't. If I drink while playing, I'm usually drinking like Trulies or something light, like like a seltzer. Okay. okay. I don't really like drinking beer on the golf course. I I don't know. It's weird. I'm kind of opposed to it. I I got. I think you might have joined me on this, but we got into a kick of like high noons while we're playing. Cause we used to play at Triggs a ton this summer and they had a cart girl that walked around with just like a shit ton of high noons. It was awesome. Yeah. High noons, high noons, seltzers. Like those, those are the, the golfing drinks to me these days anyway. Cause I don't I, but like, I'd rather drink water than a Bud Light. It just does absolutely nothing for me. I feel that that's, that's a fair take. That's a fair take. I like that a lot actually. <laughs> <laughs> So is that like your favorite light beer, I guess, too? And Gilly, too, is that is like as far as light beer goes, Blue Moon hits a spot for Oliver. Is that kind of the same with you? I think it's it's probably the most my most consistent and like go to beer. Yeah. It, like in whatever setting, I'll be like, you know what? Let me get a Blue Moon. Like that's it's just it's everywhere, too. And although, too, I did bring a second beverage, ironically oh. enough, just because no, I just know I'm going to finish this one. So this is just. So I don't have to walk away um, mid mid podcast here, but it, it's like the the blue moon, like uh, light, super light version of it, the the light sky, 
Have you seen these things? They're like 95 They're calories. It's sweet. I don't know. It's it's okay. It's solid. But yeah, I I got a, a pack of those. There's there's nothing else to do oh. in Philadelphia right now. So you know what? I'm just going to different uh, little <laughs> little packies and being like, huh? Let me pick out a couple of these, a couple of those. So yeah. So that was just talking beers. Uh, loved hearing your guys's intake on that. Blue Moon, we can agree. Solid solid choice. But let's hop into some business too. Um, I guess one thing we can you know talk about in the recent craze is this NBA top shot stuff. Um, so I kind of want to just bring up, you know, these NFTs that are now taking over the market. They're non, uh, is it non-fungible? Non-fungible tokens. And so for those, we talked about NBA top shot on our podcast a couple of weeks ago when it first came up, but they're essentially these gifts and these videos that the NBA created a market uh, where you can buy and sell these videos kind of like trading cards. So you, you know, wait online, like what people used to do and still do for like sneaker drops to get these packs of Le- LeBron dunking or Zion dunking or Damian Lillard hitting a three, whatever it might be. And they have all unique serial codes and different rarity on like color schemes and all of this stuff, but it's all based around blockchain and it's all based around these NFTs. Now it's just kind of like taking over the internet as a whole as like virtual trading. So you can buy uh, artists are creating content to sell their NFTs. And one artist, a Canadian artist, artist by the name of Grimes put up an auction for her NFTs and made $6 million. Um, you can buy virtual real estate. Like you can go on Google maps or Google earth and buy New York for whatever value they want to make up with and stuff like that. So kind of wanted to hear your take on like, you know, what you're like, how you've maybe seen like NFTs and NBA top shot in like recent time and like what the future of this kind of looks like. Uh, I'll go first, Gilly, because yes. I don't have too, too much to add here. Um, it, it's weird. I, I saw this pop up a couple weeks ago on my timeline and looked into it. It, it's it's cool in theory i just and this is coming from a software engineer i've been a software engineer I, you know i have my degree in computer science i have like three minors and and all that stuff like cybersecurity, blah 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 i just don't i don't understand blockchain and cryptocurrency in the least like at all i don't get the purpose of it i don't get how it gets created i've looked into it i've tried to learn about it it's something that just makes absolutely like negative sense to me. And for that reason, I, I, want, I want it to make sense and I want to like it and I want to make money off of it. But none of this shit makes any sense to me. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm out on Top Shot. I'm out on any form of MB, MLB, NFL, any of these things that come to follow. I'm out on it. I'm out on Bitcoin. I'm out on Ethereum. I'm out on all this bullshit that makes no sense to me. I'm out on Dogecoin. Don't get me started on Dogecoin. Oh, we've got Dogecoin to talk about. Oh my god! <laughs> and we're, we're... De- it's decentralized. It's it's the future. That's what's I don't know. It's not the future. <laughs> Are you just saying buzzwords, Gilly? <laughs> no, no, but you don't have to depend on and on the government for anything in in a certain situation. Not if yet. You're... That's the thing no, too. I, it's like. Yeah. The cryptocurrency, like that's a whole nother and it, it coincides, but like 
when Bitcoin first came out and it started like people were like mining for Bitcoin, that's where you lost me. I'm like, wait, they so it. It, it and they still I do it. So, yeah. And it's like, all right, the coin, which kind of like has the value like a stock goes up and down. There's no like because it's decentralized and all the factors behind it. But then you can mine more Bitcoin because it's infinite but there's a certain amount like the whole cryptocurrency just like makes no sense now we get into this where it's like you were just slapping a value on anything like it's a product but it's also now a tangible currency which it makes no sense to me and i i've been like reading about it i like i stood in line i I stood in line because i I was sold i was like and i had nothing i had no idea but i'm like people are making thousands of dollars and i don't want to be the next person to miss out on this Exactly. Because I was like, it was frustrating. It's like, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm seeing online. It's like, yeah, I bought this $9 pack and flipped it for $2,500. And it's like, I want to do that. I'm like some scrub dunking, like um, a, a yeah. movie of some scrub just like throwing yamming one down on a preseason. And I wrote a blog about this like second week of January and I like missed out on like two or three packs. And then I go to the market and I'm like, do I really want to spend a hundred bucks on like, a seven or eight guy, like some random dude making a pass, like semi Ojale yeah. doing a like a chess pass to somebody. <laughs> it wasn't even like a Kemba Walker or a Jason Tatum. Like it was literally like semi Ojale, for example, and it'd be like five hundred dollars minimum amount. And I'm like, all right, there's <laughs> a Peyton Pritchard mid range jump. I'm like, this is this has bucks. the potential to like flip it, but I'm like, I'm not getting myself in a five hundred dollar hole for some <laughs> random shit. That's the scary part cool, with how much people cool are committing concept, to it. Right? Crazy uh, yeah. cool concept. I just yeah, don't just understand why people are paying. I don't yeah. understand why people are paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for these things. That's what I just don't get. Especially because it's why? like, you why know, during the that? during the pandemic, like trading cards and baseball cards kind of like saw this resurgence. And they've always been like a hot market, but like People were like, I'm home for an extended period of time. Let me go through the attic. And they're like, oh shit, I have some gold. And it's like, it's still the same concept where it's like, we're putting a value on a piece of paper and a picture that I can print out on Google and hang on my wall too. And it's the same thing with these videos. It's like, I can find all of these videos online for free, YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, whatever it might be, watching the game itself. And now people are spending thousands of dollars and hours of time it's 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 it makes no sense so i want to hear um like the the discussion here i guess is like is this going to end up replacing or augmenting in some way regular old cards i would imagine you guys strike me as some baseball card guys from back in the day at least in some capacity so gilly we'll start with you what do you think um it definitely eats into the uh the market share of like actual physical cards and like uh collectibles in that sense but I, I really don't know how this holds up, and especially just the value that it's evaluated at from the get-go. People are so hyped up at it, and like you guys said, thousands of dollars on these relatively random highlights that exist elsewhere and kind of exist everywhere because the NBA um, is like the, the best league in the in the world in that sense where it's like they just – Twitter, like anything goes. Like they'll allow it. All these gifts, <laughs> videos, it doesn't matter. They're not going to come after you for it. It's just it, all, all rights are, are up for grabs, which honestly the MLB could take a, a lesson from in terms yeah, of making their own marketing uh, strategy work a little bit better. But um, but no, it, it could chip away at it. But at the end of the day, I, I think it'll fade fade out. It's just another one of those kind of 
I should not a get rich quick scheme, but another That's side exactly hustle that people. Well, no, but like a side hustle, just like um, uh, like uh, sneakers. Like that's just another one too, where it's like everyone's reselling sneakers and trying to get those uh, sneakers drops through through Nike or Adidas or whatever, get the Yeezys, um, and then flip it for more money. Um, so I, I think it's just kind of one of those things. I think it'll cycle out, but um, I, I really hope that it doesn't eat at like actual cards too much because something's so nice about having a physical card. Come on, and opening a pack and leaving some on ice. Oh, I don't know. I might want to save that. It could be, and then you you crack and you open it, and it was like garbage. You're like, well, it was worth more money. It wasn't open, but yeah. I think my favorite part of opening a pack was just like ripping it open and like huffing the inside of it because you know that stale piece of bubble gum is in there that you're gonna enjoy <laughs> yeah. for maybe ten seconds and then immediately regret. True. Oh, you don't get that those. satisfaction. You just see a bunch of shit leave your bank account in this scenario. Like, oh, I watched my semi ogle pass. I'm done. You know. Well, they're impossible to get too. That's the other thing yeah. too, which I guess in a way it works because it makes people like us that aren't in on it be like, well, I kind of want to get in on it. People are making money and I, I can't buy a pack right now online. They're sold out. I can't I mean, even like literally, yeah. I just look too. It's like even the hundred dollar pack is it's been sold out. It's like, I don't even know when the next drop is, but it's like, I don't know. I don't want oh, to. That was, that, that was a, out. that was a shit show because all the packs were like ranging from like nine to $14 and they dropped this $99 one where it's like these rare moments and yada, yada, yada. And that's when like things started to like take off that everyone's like, all right, I want to get in on this more than, you know, it's just like the momentum was building. They had 150,000 people wait in line the night before for a randomly drop pack. They were scheduled for a Thursday, delayed it an hour, delayed it three hours, delayed it five hours, moved it to the next day. And people were just like on the edge of their seat all week and all weekend until it finally dropped. And everyone's like, well, I didn't get it. I mean, that's how we were spending our work days. Like we have jobs. Like <laughs> we're just waiting to get cards to flip and sell. It's kind of nuts, huh? Yeah. No, that is crazy. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm out on it for that reason too, to be honest with you. It scares me a little bit. It's, if it was cheaper, maybe I would really like go into it and try to try to wait it out and be like, you know what? Let me just for the thrill of it one time. But yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Anything to add, it's, Oliver? Or you, I think you've made your points crystal clear, but yeah, it's like I don't want to call it a get rich quick scheme per se, but it, it, it's basically a stock market for for highlights. So I don't understand why they're so expensive. Uh, yeah. If I'm going to invest in something, I'm going to invest in something I know I can make money on. So. That shit don't make sense. <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on like the sneaker market then too. I don't know anything about it. Gilly yeah. might. Well, but that's, yeah, that's a good example though. Cause it's the exact same thing where it's like, realistically people that have the capabilities of buying mass amounts of sneakers through the lottery systems, like with bots and whatnot, they, they do that and they're reselling at a much higher value than what you're buying from the actual supplier um so this isn't that far off from that in my opinion but at least at least the sneakers like it's a tangible thing that you're like like i when i i, I buy sneakers on resale for sometimes um and it's like i want to wear it that's why i'm buying it i'm not buying it just to collect it and then sell it for more money as like an investment in that sense um but no i mean you kind of alluded to it before though this this could just be the the beginning of i don't even know a, a crazy amount of of those nfts as you mentioned where it's like who's to say that like think about like a logan paul or like someone like that just like way too much <laughs> internet clout like for my liking at least but 
he, he starts <laughs> dropping random ones of his own little clips. It's like, you're going to have a shit ton of people that are um, just going to pay whatever for like his little oh, Logan Paul drop. Call or, it I don't know, coin or, yeah, right. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he like, he, he'd probably be able to get away with it. Cause it's like, ah, okay. Like whatever. He makes a killing on it. People are, people might make money on it, but it's just like, uh, where does it stop? I don't know. I mean, I hope it devalues like yeah. historical artifacts and like memorabilia because you know, I, I guess, I mean, I didn't think I was an old head at 24 being like, I, I would like a signed jersey or, a, you know, a, a World War II artifact or something like that. And it's like, if they're all worried about the digital stuff, like I'll keep that in my future home, in my future man cave. I think you made a good point just now, Will, that I didn't really think about before. It's like, you know, with all these Twitter rights and things going on, like who's to say, this is almost comparable to, back then like the fake baseball cards and stuff just printing out a picture of a player the stats on the back and like what makes the tops card more than joe schmo's random card well it's you know the the exposure the people buying it and all that stuff but like how do you get to that market in the first place i, I think tops started off in the same way it's like all right we don't make a lot of these cards similar to nba top shot saying yeah we don't make these you know there's only like one it's a everything is basically a one-of-one one moment so that's definitely going to be interesting too. Um, so just my, my two cents to add there. On the topic of crypto, Mark Cuban's going to start allowing Mavs fans uh, and Mavs ticket holders to pay for stuff with Dogecoin. Um, that is absurd and new uh, as we're recording this. So what do you think? Just rapid fire, good mover publicity stunt. Um, who wants to, if anyone has a, a good take here, <laughs> just go for it. Big time publicity stunt. Dogecoin is a meme, just like GameStop. It, it's not real. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> if you made if you made money off it, congratulations. But it's 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 it was created to make fun of cryptocurrency, and for some reason, it's picking up steam right now. And that's my two cents. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think it's kind of a joke, right? Like he's kind of doing it for fun. Right. I don't think it's like him being like, oh, oh, oh we're going to really crack into a whole other level of Mavs fans. Like, I don't I don't get that vibe. So here's the thing. Is he is he obviously is he like doing I feel like this is one of two paths. He's either a obviously doing this as like a publicity stunt or B just sneakily fooling everyone and actually serious about like gaining new people like. I don't know. I know there's some bars that allow you to pay in Bitcoin in like Europe or some shit, but Dogecoin obviously mm -hmm. seems like a farce. Um, it's one of two ways for Mark Cuban. He's too smart to, to not have an intent, in my opinion. That's what I think anyway. Well, it's crazy too, because it's like Bitcoin, it's like, you know, we're talking pennies, right? That's what like each Bitcoin is worth. No, each Bitcoin's worth. I mean, I'm sorry, like each, do, each, no, 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 each, each Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. But then on the flip side, Bitcoin, Russell Okun, the, uh, offensive tackle took part of his contract in yeah, Bitcoins, right? Um, last season and now that percentage of his contract is now worth doubled so more than doubled more than yeah, doubled yeah so. it's a again it's a far-fetched concept that i'm still trying to wrap my brain around let's hear your crypto thoughts gilly we've got oliver's we've got ours what do you think i, I as much as it's like a it's like a meme it's at the same time, people are making money off of it. And it's kind of, kind of funny to see, obviously Elon Musk is like the, the main driver of it, even if he's doing it as a joke. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to understand of like why, 
Cuban would be doing this. I, I really don't think he's like trying to like turn it into a, a money making scheme unless he and Elon are cooking up something. They're just <laughs> doge to the moon texts back and forth to each other um, all day. But um, but no, I mean, crypto in general, though, I, I I I shouldn't say I fully understand it, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I on a very tertiary level, I, I understand the purposes of it and even. One like Ethereum, I think Ethereum has more legs than Bitcoin in the long run, to be honest with you. And one of my friends, is he dies on that hill where he's like, you know what, years from now, we're going to be literally going through elections through like Ethereum. Like there's there's no limit to the capabilities of that technology. There's people that so say like, that, like everything is going to be done on the blockchain, which is yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's crazy to think. And it's it's tough to conceptualize now. But um, but no, I don't think it's going anywhere, obviously. But um, yeah. In terms of Doge, though, I don't. I don't have any Doge to be honest with you. But every once in a while, I I think about it. I look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's today that day, uh, and I say no. I'll yeah, stick to just. You might have to watch. Like Gilly's gonna wake up and be like, "Oh shit! I just bought three hundred shares of Dogecoin, like just because of those guys." But well, there was that moment where it was like it was rising quick. It was like worth like I want to say what was it four cents maybe, and I think that the big it thing was like they wanted to get it to ten. Well, it went from they four to, to like eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All they yeah. tried to get to ten, they couldn't. But um, but no, it's it, it's such a weird time, right? With everything going on and all all that shit, everyone's yeah. bored. That's what all that means yeah. to me. It's all it is. Just, yeah. Everybody's just bored. So bored. I want money. Like, yeah. And I guess now Mark Cuban's bored because they. I'm looking it up. They asked him about it today, and they said, "Why are you doing this?" He goes, "Because we can." <laughs> like, <laughs> nice, Mark. Yeah, so. That's fucking awesome, Mark. He said, sometimes in business, you have to do things that are fun. I mean, he has fuck you money, so he, he can does. do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. like, Mark's the one guy in Shark Tank where he just invests in like everything that interests him. He goes, yeah, I kind of like you, dude. I'll give you like the you know three million bucks, whatever you're asking for. Like he's yeah. always that guy. Him and A-Rod, whenever he's on there, like <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, that's Dogecoin and Mark Cuban. Never thought this would be the topic tonight, but alas, here we are. Um, let's dive into our pod versus pod challenge now. The reason why we're linking up with each other. So we are going to do our own version of the Jerome, essentially, um, on a much lesser scale. Basically, we're going to pick the top uh, seven conference tournament winners. Uh, little skin in the game. We're going to uh, mainly bragging rights, of course, but uh, the losing podcast. I think we're going to switch our Twitter avatars for the day. Um, after it's over and possibly some money for charity involved. So exciting stuff. Uh, nothing like a nice little pod versus pod collab. And I'm looking forward to beating you guys in this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good oh. luck. I really got you there, huh? <laughs> um, so we're going to pick the conference tournament winners of the A-10, the ACC, the Big East, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC. Um, what do you Thank think? you for including the A-10. It's the first yes. time the A-10 has not... been mentioned in those other conferences in a very long time. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, it breaks a theoretical tiebreaker. Um, and your poor Rhode Island Rams, uh, as of the, this time of recording, have been eliminated. So, um, sad. Uh... I mean, were you actually going to pick? Were you going to pick? <laughs> when when no. Zimmer told me, he's like, yeah, we're going to do the Power Six and probably like the A-10. I'm like, yeah, I know Gilly's like a URI fan, but like, <laughs> it's no, not like URI no. is like... <laughs> No, because they, yeah, they were Not in trouble. Sure. They were, yeah. And even they had their, their second best player just got injured too. So it was like, yeah. even then, like even my own crazy thoughts of like, Ooh, they could, they could run just kind of went by the wayside a couple of days ago. So yeah, I'm not that crazy. 
<laughs> so we might as well start with the A10 here. Um, we'll go for each conference, kind of a quick rundown. So we'll start with you guys, since you're our guests. Uh, the A10 tournament is in full swing. They've already had the first couple of rounds. Some upsets already, which is pretty cool. What do you guys have coming out of the A10? Oliver, what are your what are your thoughts on the A10 right now? Obviously, okay. Rody lost to Dayton. You could could go right. could convince me Dayton is a dark horse, but let's hear uh, it. I, if I'm taking a dark horse, I'm taking UMass 110. Uh, percent They're they're hot, hot, hot. Wow. Trey Mitchell. Trey Mitchell's probably. I want He's he's in contention of being the best player in the conference. But all that being said. I just think St. Bonnie's it's okay. boring, but they're, I, they're they're too good. I'm glad you said that because I I don't like UMass. I I lost money on UMass today. Um, <laughs> maybe they won didn't they win by like 40 points. I don't want to talk yet? about it. <laughs> I thought I thought St. Joe's could hang. They won Ryan like 100 Daly. to 66. In what world? Yeah. <laughs> I no, because they I don't know the Ryan Daly effect. Trey Mitchell finally looked good again, but the last couple games he had been not himself. And granted, I think he had COVID or at least had some bout with something um, along those lines. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I like St. Bonaventure. Let's lock in St. Bonaventure for the Atlantic 10. All right. That's very good because we have a dissenting pick in the A-10 already. Um, we like the Commodores of Virginia Ooh. Commonwealth University. VCU the, is who we have coming the out. Oh, no, it's the not the Commodores. Rams. It's the fucking Rams. I'm yeah, the other Rams. Oh no, it's okay. Three. Wait, can well, you we name like the, three, the three Ram teams in that conference? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's one more. One more. There's one more. Is it – Um. oh, no. Oh, no, Stepchild. no. Oh, it's Fordham. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. There yeah. you go. Okay. <laughs> That didn't have to think. I forgot Fordham was like a, a team. At, I know. <laughs> Most people did, honestly. Um, yeah, so VCU, uh, liking the way they're playing. Um, I honestly would have been more concerned if they had to play Rody tomorrow. I really would because Rody split with them. And, True. you know, I, I was I, – I thought no world was Rody actually going to beat him, but I think VCU has a better path, as crazy as it sounds, to be Dayton than they do um, URI. So that's that's round one. I think they – who knows? They might pull off an upset. You have any other opinions there? No, I mean, Bonaventure was one of those teams where when we were going through our list, we're like, oh, this team will make a splash or some noise in the tournament, but not their conference tournament. Just the way the, you know, the stars aligned and everything. I like VCU's chances. Um, it'd be a different story, like Jake said, if URI was in the mix still. But, I mean... Who knows? We I knew I figured I figured you guys would have chose Bonaventure. You know, also doing the thought process. So wanted to flip yeah. the switch. No, I like it. Well, one thing about Bonaventure, they had such a weird topsy turvy season where they yeah. didn't start until like a month later. So they're which I, I think they're fresher than most other teams. Like even Rody, for example, they were beat up and like they played the most games they attend this year, which I don't think really helped. Um, their situation, but but no, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what Bonaventure does. I think you're right, though. They might win a couple games. All right, Attorney. let's go to the ACC. Uh, this is kind of a, a very bottom-heavy conference, which is interesting. Um, I mean, you have Florida State, you have Virginia, you have VT, uh, you have Clemson up there, but ACC, who does small states' big takes have coming out? This one's tough, Oliver. 
you know, I, I'm a little biased with Florida State, but I could be talked into Virginia here, I think, to be honest with you. It, I think it's... Uh, you know, keep in mind, Florida uh, State, very high-ranked. They're projected a four-seed right now. Virginia right behind them, too. Yeah, it, yeah it I don't know. Virginia but, struggled a little bit. I do think that will be the championship game, will be those two teams, personally. But I tend to agree with you. I do think Florida State will take that. Okay, good. I don't know. I, I have a hard time trusting Virginia. They're just Virginia. They well, can they score. Did. Yeah. They can score 52 points in a game and and win. <laughs> but I don't, think that, I don't think that happens against Florida State. But they can also score 95. That's the thing. Yeah. They just dropped like 55 in the first half the other day. It's they're, they're, They don't make sense. Yeah. They lose they, the 16 yeah. seed, then they win the national championship the next year. I just don't get it. <laughs> They could get bounced first round and win the national tournament. Like, that's the way they roll. It's crazy. Yeah, no, 100%. Tony so, Bennett, man. So but is that Florida State, go, I hear them? We're going Florida State. I like that because I yeah, – I, yeah. If Virginia is just trending in the wrong direction for me to pick them there. I love – and I'm, I'm biased. I love uh, Virginia basketball, to be honest with you. But I do too. Ugly, ugly basketball. It is I love March. ugly basketball, baby. But we love, and with all those insults, we're gonna lock in. We're gonna lock in UVA. Yeah, we're gonna lock in Virginia. Um, Again, another one of those teams where you know they're wishy washy, but the name kind of backs it. The Who's Um, the Who's? uh, You know they got some talent, talented group of players. Uh, I, I like their odds. I think that Virginia will come out on the ACC. It's a it's a shame that you you know you got teams like. UNC and Duke that are just, you know, I think we'd both laugh if one of those teams makes a run. Um, but especially, I mean, Syracuse is doing all right yeah, this year. We thought Clemson. Clemson too. maybe. Louisville is still in the top four, but I don't like I don't like Louisville right now. But we're locking in Virginia. I also like you mentioned there. It's an ugly basketball, Gilly. Like I I love how, like Jay Huff is the ugliest motherfucker ever. He's like seven feet. Just absolutely will grind it out in the paint. Love that dude. Love him. To quote Ed Cooley, my teams are ugly. My teams are nasty and ugly. Love that. Ed Cooley. <laughs> We're going to leave Ed Cooley out of this when we go to the next one in the Big East. Um, I like Ed Cooley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good guy. There's not an ounce in my bones that's going to allow me to pick the Providence Friars here. No way. Um, the Big East, there's no clear favorite anymore because – Villanova just had Colin Gillespie tear his ACL or MCL. Creighton has a, a coach that might not be there potentially for other off the court reasons as is going on in the media. Um, and then it's wide open. I mean, there's so many other, the, the middle of the big East is so heavy this year. So what, what are your guys thoughts? Who's entering, uh, who's going to win the big East this year? What's your takeaway in this one, Gilly? Cause I, I know who I want. I oh. think I know who you want. I think we're right in UConn. No. No, 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 that's, a, that's a big time fail. Okay. I knew you were gonna go there too. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, actively, what do you think? I great? actively, actively, actively root against Dan Hurley now. I'm I, can't, I, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. He left. That's rude. After saying all the right things, he just packed his bags and left. I can't help. You know it. what? He was um, always renting his house in East Greenwich. I learned that. I know. Way back the writing. That, that the writing. Me. That was. Writing was on the wall at the end of the day that yeah. URI was just a stepping stone for him to get to a premier school like UConn. But uh, I, yes, you did say it. 
I do believe in Creighton. Okay. You know what? Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I feel like I might be biased in my UConn pick. So I'll, I'll let's well, ride with Creighton. <laughs> well, here's my biggest takeaway is like you said, Villanova's dealing with injuries. I still think they're going to be a tough beat. Don't get me wrong. But outside of Villanova and Creighton, like nobody can win big games in that conference. UConn 0-3 against top five. Seen Hall 0-5 against or, or, you know, ranked opponents this year. It's just like I, I don't have faith in any of those teams to win in crunch time outside of Creighton Villanova. And in that matchup, I'm taking Creighton right now. Fair enough. Um, so that being said, again, now we have UConn. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> we're not making this up on the spot. No. We really, we, we, we took some thought into this. We, yeah. we trust the carpenter. We trust book night. Um, They're good. It was, it was hard for us not to take Villanova. I think we're a little recency bias with the injury. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, they're trending in the right direction and Creighton's a good pick too. Um, I think they just have some drama right now that, uh, will be in their heads for the next couple of days. Yeah, UConn, UConn looks great. Um, you know, UConn I'm, I'm, gets bounced in the first round. Book well, it. that's that's the thing. They're either going to lose first round to like St. John's, or they're going to win the tournament. They have George. They have Georgetown. I think I just saw. Yeah, Georgetown they have. Tomorrow. So the bracket's not out just yet, but it's probably going to be someone like Georgetown that they're going to end up playing first, which is nuts. Okay. Um, almost says Georgetown. On the schedule, still some, that's why I say it. Yeah, there's some matchups that are going to have to to okay. iron themselves out. Um, Big Ten, we've got four more and a couple of minutes left here. So Big Ten's another crowded one. What do you guys think? I mean, got a few different schools of thought here, Oliver. I Michigan this just dropped their one. game recently. I, I think Michigan got punched in the mouth, so I think they they're going to be ready to kind of recover. I don't I don't know how much I actually believe in Illinois, to be honest with you. Um, obviously Garza in Iowa deserves a seat at the table too. I'm kind of out on Ohio state right now. Like, I, I think they're a good team. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if they'll win this. Um, what do you, what do you think? Those are my top four uh, wing between. Yes, I agree. For some reason, I wouldn't be surprised if w- Wisconsin just went on a tear because they're a weird, ugly team. Yeah. But all, at the end of the day, for me, it's between Michigan and Iowa. And okay. I'd be happy with out of those two, whoever you want. Okay. Um, you know what? Let's, I think, it's a, I think, I, I think that's a coin flip. We've gone chalk a little bit. So let's – not that this is a spicy little uh, pick here, but let's go Iowa. How about that? I like it. I, uh, I, I, you know what? I, I don't want to go with too many favorites. You, I wanted you to pick Iowa, so I'm happy that you did. <laughs> I think they're that's like fair. beating up on Nebraska right now. So perfect. We're um, there. There's one guy in this group that we want in our foxhole. And it's Chris Holtman from Ohio State. So we're taking the seventh ranked Buckeyes. <laughs> we're taking all the teams. <laughs> that you I on keep zagging much. if teams you're picking. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Right. We, we have it no other way. We love this. Shit. You know, this Michigan. Also- Michigan was just one of those teams where, you know, they've been touted as this number one seed in the tournament. They have the big loss this week. I don't know what's going on. Illinois, maybe. I don't know. I like the games that Ohio State played throughout the year. They split a lot of big ones. Um, Iowa was another tough one that we were uh, deciding behind. But, you know, go Buckeyes. Let's go to the Big 12 because we've got got three left here. Um, Big 12, what do we think? 
Um, uh, you, know what? you know what? We're at the halfway point, so we're going to swap now so you stop shitting on okay, our game. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, you, oh, do, okay, you, okay. you go first. I like Big it. 12 for us, um, considered a lot. We consider West Virginia, who's on a tear. Kansas has had some good wins. Texas is kind of in the mix. OSU looks really good. We're taking the Baylor Bears. Um, you know, it's it's almost a no-brainer for us at this point. They have the best coach in the league, or in the, uh, in the nation, we should say. They have a, a real nice core group of players. For us, that one loss is – kind of a wake-up call for them, and we think they're going to go on a tear, possibly win the tournament, too. I don't want to copy them, Oliver, but that's that's probably the right pick. We don't have I, to. Yeah, we can have, some, we can have the I same think, picks. And listen, uh, I'm, I'm big as a shock of smart fans you're going to find, but oh. they, I think Baylor is yeah. the, the best or the second-best team in the country. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with going Baylor here. Okay. All right. Sorry for being lame and copying guys, but we got to go. Baylor. No, 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 I, no. I was That's not lame. It's they're the number two team in the nation or three okay. now, right. probably two next week. Um, I will say West Virginia is their best, the best bet in my opinion to, to, to take them down, but still they're so much that the favorite in the big 12 for me. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. Bob Huggins. Very bad. He's like, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Huggins is not happy. Um, UCLA is our Pac-12 pick here, and this went into a lot of thought. Uh, we thought Colorado. Oregon kind of lost some big games, though. Um, so we think UCLA is going to be the, the best shot to put a run together in the Pac-12 here. Um, yeah, there's, this is another top-heavy um, – you know, the, all the best teams – you know, there, there's, the top is pretty extensive, I should say, in the Pac-12. So what do you guys think? Um, oh, this conference is so boring to me. It is boring. ASU <laughs> yeah. is a big bust. I mean, we had it's, some consideration for USC. Arizona wasn't really in the combo, but this one yeah. it was it was kind of between UCLA or Colorado for us. I kind of I kind of want to go Oregon, Oliver. I feel like they've they've been on a tear at the end of the season, albeit against some kind of questionable competition. Like they haven't played the the creme de la creme of the the conference at the the end here, but. I lean towards I Oregon, Oregon, to be honest with you. I, I know, because they beat us dude. in the tournament. I, Still. I can't forgive it. Uh, okay, I'm fine with it, but if Arizona State wins this for whatever reason, I feel like it's very Arizona State-like, and <laughs> I'm, I want it to the record to show that I have faith fine. in them doing it. Fine. You know what? No, we're not picking Arizona State. I'm staying fine. <laughs> I just want it on the record. That in my just, face. Remy <laughs> Martin is their okay. saving grace, um, and that's all they have. Um, SEC, this is like, I mean, Alabama's a clear cut favorite. So we decided to go with them. We really put no other thought into this because everyone else sucks to be totally honest with you. Roll tide. Roll tide. You know what? I, I've been looking more and more at both Florida and Arkansas. Those are the Ooh. two teams that I'm highest on in terms of like, I don't know, obviously Bam is the, the favorite, but at the same time, I don't know. They're, they've had a really good season. They haven't really gotten um shit on quite yet i feel like they're due to kind of get a little a little wake-up call okay um so that's why i don't know that's my logic at least i'm not who knows if that'll happen maybe they coast in this uh sec tournament what do you think in oliver i'm kind of i'm between those two teams the gators and the razorbacks realistically but you can uh, if otherwise. i had to choose between those two i'd go with with arkansas i think but i don't want to sleep on my boy will wade oh and, uh, and gangster. yeah but Should we just I'll, go I'll LSU? Roll Arkansas. I'll roll, okay. I'll roll okay. Arkansas if you want. 
But if LSU wins again, I want the record. Oh my show God! That I believe, <laughs> I believe in Will Wade. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll go Arkansas then. Arkansas it is. So that's our um, that's the picks. Ryan we'll Mallet, be uploading baby. those on all of our social media, <laughs> gentlemen. That's all the time we have for you. So close out. Um, you know, tell us where we can find small states, small state big takes on social media, and how we can engage with you. Sure. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. That would be at Small State Takes. Give us a follow. Always turning out great, great content between the four of us. And my personal Twitter is at O underscore underscore Martel, where obviously you're going to get very controversial takes regarding muffins and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Gilly's, of course, is at Big Gilly on Twitter. Guys, thanks so much. Looking forward to uh, hopefully getting some money to charity and uh, may the best pod win. May the best, best pod win. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate guys. it. Thank you.